0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of the We Are Podcast on DK Sports Radio. This is your host, as always, Jared Pugari, and I thank you again for joining us on this fine Sunday morning. It it, it was a freak show. It was an absolute freak show. And that's not just coming from me, right? That's coming from uh, Pittsburgh Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin. Um, The numbers that Penn State athletes put up, at Pro Day this week displayed not just great statistics across the board. No, it was more than that. It was an absolute freak show in the words of Mike Tomlin. Listen, say what you want about the Steelers and their lack of success recently, but if there's somebody that knows what he's doing around the game of football, it's Mike Tomlin. He is uh, an incredible brain. He's an incredible coach. But when a guy like that is giving accolades to the to the Penn State program and the Penn State um, to the Penn State athletes, that's huge. That's absolutely huge. Now you know some of them were going to test well. I listen. Everybody and I and I and I profiled this a couple times. Everybody knew that Jason Oway was going to test incredibly well. Everybody knew that Micah Parsons was going to test well and you know it's just one of those things, right? you, you, you know that they're going to test well, but for them to go out and test as well as they have, who boy man, they went out and performed like none other man. like you look at their statistics you look at the 40 times uh, 4.36 seconds for Jason OA. You look at Micah Parsons at 4.35, even Shaka Tony at 4.46. Shaka Tony is a big dude. Jason Owey is a big dude. Micah Parsons is a big dude. And these dudes are putting up receiver type 40s. Receiver type 40s. Now, don't get me wrong, there are very rare opportunities to run uh, 40 yards in a straight line in the NFL. That's just the way it is. But showing those fast twitch muscles. That's huge for the Nittany Lions moving forward, and, and for these guys as they boost their draft stock. Micah Parsons was is up until the character issues came to came to light, and honestly, I, I don't think they're that big of an issue. Uh, to be perfectly honest, he was expected to go in the low, hot, low tens, high teens, um for for the draft. And I think he's still going to go there. Um, everybody expected this from him, and rightfully so. He he's a freak athlete. But the guy that impressed the most, well, and they, the two guys, to be perfectly honest with you, are are Oway and, and Tony. Like Tony put up a show too. Um, Jason Oway, man, he is a raw dude. He has not played football very long in his career. Like we profiled on this on the site and on this podcast before. But, man, that dude, in the words of Deion Sanders, can run, run. That dude is an athlete. And when you have that, man, he went from high second round, low second round, to to I think he, he might go in anywhere from probably 18 to, to 32 um, in the draft just based on those stats alone. Listen, if he can get into a situation where he is, uh, where they can develop him, um and, and and build him up and, and teach him the way that they want um, to teach him. I think that's huge for him moving forward. Um and I think that he's gonna he's gonna react and he's gonna handle it very well. Um as a first year as a rookie. Um and and I think that's huge. That's and it, and it speaks volumes to what Dwight Galt has done with the Nittany Lions and their strength program because these dudes are running faster times now than Saquon Barkley ran at the combine when he was. When he was entering the league, and that's and and Saquon's, I think, one of the best running backs in the league. Not only that, but also one of the most athletic too. So you're 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 getting these numbers, and it's just absolutely bonkers the ability that they have had, um, you know, uh, moving forward. So that's crazy. Like, like, think about this: Jason Owe is at a four, uh, four three six forty. This dude is <laughs> this dude, like when you when you look at it, man, when you look at the um the grand scheme of things, OA is six five two hundred and fifty seven pounds. This dude ran at four three six forty. That is absurd. People that big don't move that fast. It takes me four point three six seconds just to open the fridge and find food. Um, let alone run forty yards, um, you know it, it, that's crazy to me. That is absolutely bonkers, um, and and his his stats just jumped jumped off the charts um, because he did participate in in all of the all of the drills. You want to um, you want to look at the L drill? He was six eight three. Uh, the pro shuttle four two one. Uh, broad jump eleven feet two inches, vertical jump thirty nine and a half inches. So not only is this dude fast, but this dude can jump too. This dude is huge. And granted, don't give me let's not let's we're let's not be let's not ignore the his two thousand um uh twenty season. He didn't impress on the field, to be honest with you. I think uh they got into a situation where people were running away from him, um on offense and, and the back end of the defense didn't really help him out either. Um so you know, you look at it and you look at Penn State and their lack of success. And, and it's popped up in our comments, yeah, they, they they lost the first five games of the season. Now, now, Micah Parsons has been training since in September. Jason Owens has been training since the end of the season. So, yeah, obviously it's a little different than, than putting pads on and, and going out and hitting somebody or doing drills. Um, but athletically speaking, uh, the eight guys that performed at Penn State's Pro Day, man, like... Yeah, could some of them have helped big time, and and did they? Yeah, Tony had a great season. he uh, went to the senior bowl after his bout with COVID, and 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 performed really well. And I think that Tony um, is going to have the opportunity to to really build and, and and grow from from this performance because he's he's putting up some good times too. Um, and I think he was a guy that really needed to to perform well because he's 6'2", 242. He threw up 24 reps at 225 on the bench, um, second behind, actually he finished ahead of OE, um, and he finished behind only Michael Mennett and Wolf um, and, uh, Steven Gonzalez who threw up 32 reps at 225, one for each team in the league, uh, beautiful tribute there, but he threw up 24 reps there, 39 inch vertical just like OE, um, so it's 62, that to me is impressive. 108 broad jump, 45140 for a dude that size is is great. Um 428 four, uh, pro shuttle and a 695 um uh, l drill. So it, it's not as if these guys are just going out there and relying on pure athleticism. These dudes are jumping out of the building. These guys are running out of the building. So when you have that I mean that's huge, and that and that's a big compliment to Dwight Galt, because let's be real here. Like as great as wins are um, at the collegiate level, what are you, what is your purpose when you get to when you get to Penn State when you get to Happy Valley? Yeah, running out in front of one hundred and seven hundred and ten thousand people is is great. Putting on the blue and white and the and the white helmets, the blue stripes, the basic blues, the black shoes, all of that incredible tradition. It's great. But at the end of the day, you're there to graduate, for most kids. But also, you're there to to get it, <laughs> to get to the next level. You want to you go to Penn State not because it's going to set you up with a career uh, later in life, but as a high school senior, you're going to Penn State because these guys are going to put you in a position to get you to the next level. Dwight Galt is is a large reason that that Troy Abke is playing for the Washington football team and, and playing quite a bit. He's, he's the reason why Deion Sanders said run he, that boy can run, run. He's fast. He's, he, he's a great athlete. No, don't get me wrong. He had, he had a great pedigree, um, much like the guys that that performed the other day, but he went out there and, and performed and that's huge, uh, for these guys moving forward. So I think obviously big, big things happening in the Penn state, uh, weight room and, in. And elsewhere uh, for these Nittany Lions, but in segment two, we're going to get to the guys that are currently on the roster and how they've adjusted uh, to, the, to the next edition of, of Spring Ball, something that these guys really haven't done in, in quite some time. Welcome back to uh, the We Are Podcast on DK Sports Radio. This is your host again, uh, Jared Prugar, and this week we had the the opportunity in the media to talk to a couple players about spring practice and how and how things were going. We got to talk to to Will, um, to Mike Miranda, to uh, Brenton Strange, and to Jake Pinneger um, on Monday, and. You know, you, you. It's it's really weird to think about it. But Pinniger has been on campus for I think two or three years, three or four years, maybe. Um, and 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 I apologize for not knowing that off the top of my head without looking at notes. But he's. This is only the second time he's gone through spring ball. Um, last year they didn't get a chance to do it. And if there was ever a year that you that Penn State needed to go through spring ball, it's. It was last year. I mean, you uh, listen. We talked about it in the first segment, right? We talked about those guys performing at the combine. We talked about about the Menets, the, uh, the the Freeze, the or the Fries, the the Parsons, the everybody, the always everybody participating and in, in, in succeeding um, at the combine. But at the end of the day, listen. Those statistics were great, but those those players weren't the reason why uh, Penn State struggled not at all um you know yeah Micah Parsons was a big big factor in not getting him back uh for the 2020 season but let's be real here um they didn't have an off season they didn't have that opportunity I teach virtual math I teach fourth grade virtual math it's the probably the hardest thing that I've ever done um from a job perspective uh that's no disrespect to the podcast work that I'm doing right now or writing but you can't learn the same way via zoom or Google meet or, or virtually that you do in person where you're able to see it and then go execute it. Um, yeah, it's great to be able, if you're that type of learner, but not everybody is like that. So that makes it difficult because everybody's, everybody's different. I mean, we, we forget about that type of thing every day. Um, and that's not at the football level. That's at, at That's at the human nature level, but you know, you look at it and you're, you're, these kids are learning via Zoom. They're learning via Zoom meeting. These coaches are coaching via Zoom. And don't get me wrong, as a teacher and as an educator, man, it, it's so difficult to teach anything virtually, whether it's math, whether it's it, you're adding 1 plus 1 equals 2, cookie monster, minus the cookie is just a monster, but he's still the cookie monster or, or anything. Um, so, so teaching schemes and schematics and, and plays and, and installing via Zoom is... Um, is is incredibly difficult, both from the coaching aspect and, and teaching these kids how to do it, but also from the players' aspect and learning how to do it, because you can't go out and execute these plays. You can't go and walk through them. You're you're, you're sitting there. You're seeing it on a screen. You're writing it down. You're writing down notes. And in Penn State last year was just bombarded with coaching turnover or coaching, um, yeah, coaching turnover at, at at that level because you had a new offensive line coach. And, and, and Phil Troutwine, you had a new offensive uh, coordinator. And, and at that point, it was Kirk Shiraka And then you had, uh, offensively, you had another wide receivers coach in, in Stubblefield, uh, Taylor Stubblefield. And then you had John Scott Jr. as the uh, defensive line coach. So you want to talk about roster turnover all the time. We had the portal, this, that, the other thing. But the coaching turnover is a big factor, too. Um, because John Scott jr. Is no, is no Sean Spence. Sean Spence's intensity was out of this world. Um, and, and now he's in the NFL with the New York, New York football giants. So, I mean, you, you look at guys like that, man, and and you look at it and it's, it's crazy because guess what? That's a big factor. You don't have that off season, and and you look at what um, what uh, Troutwine was able to do with his offensive lineman. Obviously, they did some they did some finagling uh, towards the later latter parts of the season, and that's great. It worked because they um, moved Freeze to guard, and you know it's it's one of those situations where it worked, Um, and that's why C.J. Thorpe is no longer with the program because he didn't have a spot. Um, coming back, and he he wasn't good enough to to crack that starting lineup. And when you're like that, you know it yeah, that's a big deal. So I mean, you look at it and you're like, okay, well, <laughs> from 2020 to 2021, now these guys get to spring ball. They get some of these freshmen. The freshmen last year, there were 30 freshmen on the team. Those are 30 guys that didn't go through spring practice, and there's three 30 guys that didn't get to play in a blue white game. Those are 30 guys that didn't get to to have that that, that built in time period for spring ball. And that that to me is tough because you want to talk about install all the time. Like, your Sitch um, now gets to go out and not only teach in the classroom, in the meeting room, but also on the field. And when you're able to run people, one drills through that on the field, that is huge. Um, Trout Wine's no longer. <laughs> Teaching things via YouTube, um, in his Google Meet or in his um, in, in his Zooms, so I mean, it, the difference is, is incredible because now not only do you know what you're doing, like you've gotten through that that last year, which has been tough for everybody, not just college athletes, but everybody from from the twelve year olds on up. Man, it's been difficult, and that's that's no surprise. That's and that's not just athletics. That's that's humans. And so when that happens, now these guys, even with the, now you have Ty Howell, now you have um, Anthony Poindexter on the on defensive side of the football, even with the new coaches, man, now you have that opportunity to build on what you did in your winter workouts. Now you have that opportunity to build on what you've done in your installs. And that's huge because that's something that they didn't get last year. right? We talked about um, about Strange and Pinnaker. In in Miranda, um, and these guys didn't get that opportunity, and it and it spoke volumes. It's not because of Micah Parsons opting out that Penn State lost the first five games of the year. It's the fact that they were learning on the fly with a brand, uh, essentially a brand new staff of coaches. Um, you know there there are a couple of comments in in our in my article about um, uh, the, these guys and their testing scores. And let's be real here, they were gonna test like that no matter what. Um, Chuck Tony was going to have tests like that. Like, and like we said, it was just how, wh- how much they exceeded those expectations. But, you know, you, if you don't have a spring practice, if you don't have a, a, a spring ball, you don't have that opportunity to get better because spring football is purely developmental. You are running practices. You're doing winter workouts still. You're doing spring workouts. You're doing spring practices. Those are where you get better for the fall because in the fall – after camp, you are game planning. You are you are installing things for that week and that week alone uh more often than not. You're preparing for your game on that Saturday. Um, so when you do that and you spring practice is for those fundamentals. You that you did they, they didn't get on. Like you, we talked about Trout Wine earlier. So you look at Trout Wine, he taught kids the proper techniques by pulling up YouTube videos. Of guys that he wanted them to emulate, and guys and, and skills that d- of guys that that did it the right way, and the way that he wanted to do it. So that to me is huge. Now instead of hey, listen, pull up this YouTube video uh, of Taylor Lewan with the Titans um, doing an RPO block, or or doing a down block, or or pass pro- pass protection. Now it's going out and demonstrating it and showing it. And, and those guys that are learners like that, that's great. That's excellent. They have that opportunity to keep getting better and, and to keep doing those things. So that's huge. Um, and when you have a new offense for the fourth time in five years, um, that's huge. Uh, so you get your such being able to not only just install and implement his offense, but also see it. As it's going, you're not watching it on on Zooms. You're not watching it here. You're you're watching it on the field, and you're at, and you're reacting to it on the field, and you're getting getting to walk through those plays, and that's huge because when you look at it um, in the grand scheme of things, it might not seem like much, but being able to know what you're doing on on, on every single play and, and and everything that's in the playbook is is big and, and, and it's huge, and when you're able to do that. Then you don't start 0 5. You don't start doing those things. Um, But I think Penn State, with the opportunity to have those spring practices, is huge. Um, Just like every other country, or every other school in the country. Um, Now, the Big Ten did say that it was up to to the schools to decide um, what they were planning on doing uh, as far as fans go, uh, as far as those guidelines. And no matter what Penn State does they're not going to fill 107,000 fans right now um but you know they have that that opportunity to to go through and and to have 50% capacity so that would be 55,000 people um could you socially distance 55,000 people uh in that stadium I don't know I I I think it's possible for sure Uh, Do I think it's going to be that type of number? No, I think it's going to be probably about closer to 25,000. But I will say this about those concourses at Beaver Stadium. If there are less than 110,000 fans, you will be able to move on those concourses. And you'll not only be able to move, but you'll be able to go to the bathroom and not have to worry about a line. And I think that's the important thing moving forward uh, for Penn State fans. But I think they're going to do everything that they can to get people in Beaver Stadium. Obviously, they're allowing first-year students to go to the spring game, but I think it's going to be an excellent opportunity for them to sit down uh, and analyze over the off season and over the summer how many fans we can have, that we can comfortably hold and not be in a situation that's not safe or not hazardous to people's health. And when they're able to do that, I think that's going to be huge, um, and I think that's going to be uh, very indicative of, of the job that that's. Uh, uh athletic director sandy barber has done but also james franklin because james franklin he's still not even with his family Uh, even though they're in the same property they're in the same house he's above the garage in the apartment and the kids are in and his wife are in the house so i mean i think the biggest thing is getting people in those positions um to know what they're doing and to prepare because as we're seeing in other places Obviously you can't prepare for a virus you can't prepare for those those sorts of things but you know you you can take advantage of it and and we're gonna find out soon enough and obviously with with more and more spring practices happening every week uh, we will obviously keep you posted here on the we are podcast on dK sports radio um, for more information and, and anything that we get from. From State College and Happy Valley, we'll pass it along to you um, here in, in on our site as well. But um, you know, stay safe, stay healthy, uh, and and it's you know it's another beautiful week. We get to we get the opportunity to see spring football, uh, and we get the opportunity to to hopefully go out and enjoy the sun. So. Um, I appreciate you all for listening and and tuning in this week. This has been the We Are Podcast on DK Sports Radio and your host, Jared Prugar. I wish you all a safe and healthy week. I'll see you next week.